coming live from the Fly Studio in Commerce Township. It's the Fulfilling Life's Yearnings Podcast! And I'm your host, Blake Giovanni Thomas Soule. And if you're ready to be your best by writing the script of your life to whatever you want it to be and taking action on your dreams, then this is the podcast for you. It's time to enter the fly zone. What's up, everybody? It's the fly host you love the most, and I'm back with another episode of Fulfilling Life's Yearnings. And today I'm talking with this guy, actually, that I've seen on Instagram. The first time I've seen him was through his his uh, his, his paid Instagram post. And I was like, dude, this looks pretty sweet. Let me <laughs> follow him, see what's going on with him, and ask him if he wants to come on the show. And so I did, and today we're speaking with Brandon. Brandon is a visual and musical artist. You know, he got into visual art when he started freelance modeling and did some things that would help him stand out from, you know, the very, very competitive New York modeling scene. So I'll let him tell you guys about that. But he's also into music and he's been releasing some new music and he has some cool stuff coming out uh, in the near future. So we'll touch on that as well. But without further ado, What's up, Brandon, man? Thanks for coming on the show. How you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate uh, you wanting to do this. <laughs> Absolutely. So, like I tell everyone, you know, the reason why I asked you to come on is just because I was interested in learning more about your story. Like, I saw you on the Instagram post. And I was like, damn, this is this is really cool. I haven't seen one of these before. And, like, that just stuck out in my mind to like want to know more about it. I was like, yeah, this dude's got some cool pictures on here. Let's see if he wants to hop on and, and share a story. So w- w- where we'll start today is just right there. What has been your journey to um, to put you where you are in this moment? Well, the first thing that started off was, you know, my, my family's always been into fashion um, in the fashion industry. So it, everything started with my mother. Um, my mother, you know, back home there there's like at least two full photo books of my mother would just like she loved taking photos so um there's just like plenty of outfits in that that um what in our um photo um collection so after you know we saw it started off with my i have an older sister who ended up being a designer and um, it took me a little while to get into the modeling because I like dressing up too, but I wasn't into it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so finally, I got into modeling and I said, you know what, what's going to make me stand out from, you know, everyone else? Because New York City is very competitive when it comes to the fashion industry. So you definitely have to do something that's going to make you stand out from the next person. Because if you're going to do the same thing as everyone else, kind of like, what are you offering? You know, so what I decided to do was why not showcase the outfit, um, show off what I'm wearing in a video, uh, show off the details. Um, I didn't feel like anyone else was doing that. So I started doing it. Uh, it started off as something that, um, wasn't too serious. And then finally I, I just like full blown got into it and, um, started taking it serious. And, um, 
eventually other people started coming to me to do their videos. So it's a pretty good feeling. But, um, you know, in the near future, hopefully uh, it'll be recognized more and um, we'll see where it goes. Dude, that's sweet. So let's break that down a little bit. So you got into it because of your, you know, your mom always loved it. Your your sister's a fashion designer, and so when did that? Like, how long how long have you been modeling on your own uh, and doing your work? Uh, it's actually been a year. Okay, so just <laughs> yeah, a year. And when year. you so when you say like, I noticed in your thing you were saying like you're a freelance model. Uh, you freelance model. What is what does that exactly mean? And, and and talk about how you find work for that, or do you just create your own work? Yeah, so uh, freelance is more of uh, working without an agency. Uh, there's a lot of agencies in New York that you can go to. Um, I find that it's a little competitive unless you know someone, of course, to get your foot in the door. But you can always, even with an agency, I feel that either way, you're still going to be putting in your own work on the side more than the agencies will give to you. So when it's, I feel like a lot of people create their own work and there's a lot of New York City artists that collaborate with each other just to, you know, I feel everyone should collaborate and, you know, there's enough room for everyone to eat. It shouldn't be just like a lot of, um, it it shouldn't be just for one person. And I think that freelancing, it, it gives you enough room to, you know, uh, enough room for creativity rather than it you have enough you have a motion for direction and that's what i'm all about is creating an open mind for new ideas and new things to come about and you know when two people come together to clash ideas to brainstorm it can create something beautiful yeah that's incredible so for you you'll pick like your own outfits together or is this someone like comes in like how would you typically you know, go out and collaborate with someone. What 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 role do you play in that whole process? Yeah, so um, outfit wise, normally I choose my own outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, but as of recently, I've been talking to this um, stylist out in Maryland, actually, and we've been doing a bit of virtual styling, which is pretty cool. Um, he'll style me. Um, I'm actually doing a shoot today, and he's uh, styling me for one of the looks. So um, that one's coming soon, but um, I do have room to choose what kind of outfits that I want to wear. Dude, that's weird. So that's actually the first time I've heard virtual styling. So he'll just style you from uh, from Maryland with the look that you already picked out. Exactly, and he'll he'll send different pieces. Like he has a whole layout of um how it would look. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it basically he sends a piece of each garment. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, basically it gives me a feel of how it would look that's sweet yeah very cool and so with the modeling so you're doing the freelancing and you've been doing it for about a year now was this something that that you thought about doing when you were younger I know you said your mom and your sister were you know into this but like did you have other aspirations and then you kind of like just well, why not go for it mentality? Or is it something like you just saw from afar and was like, why not just give it a shot? Yeah, so when I was younger, I didn't, I wasn't really thinking about it mm-hmm. necessarily. Um, I, it wasn't until last year, you know, when I finally decided to, you know, say, you know what, my family's into this. Um, maybe I should be in it, into it too. 
And for sure, I wasn't saying that just to say it, but, you know, for sure, I ended up liking it and um, taking it to trying to take it to the next level. And um, uh, yeah, so, yeah, younger when when I was younger, I, I wasn't really thinking about it like that. And what were like the the growing pains? Because I model as well. And one of the things like I noticed from doing it, well, first of all, I'll preface that by saying like when I was younger, I didn't really like being in front of people that often. But like. And then so you get in front of the camera and you're walking on the stages and just being around a bunch of people. Like to me, that's fine now because I've grew into it. It took some practice. But for you, mm-hmm. what have been those 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 growing pains or, or challenges that that you're always like trying to figure out how to navigate? And like already you touched on like, you know, creating your own work. But what else have those like personal challenges been for you with uh, with modeling? Yeah, so um, I think when I first started out, it was a little uncomfortable because mm-hmm. um, normally when uh, <clears throat> New York City is like a playground, like you have everywhere to shoot. Um, there's plenty of spots to choose from. So depending on which spot you choose, one could be more saturated than the other with people. Mm. So if you, I mean, eventually you get comfortable, but in the beginning it was more like people are looking at you. They want to they think that you're someone famous. <laughs> it's one or the other. So people don't know either way. They can't, you know, but, um, I think that was one of my struggles was just having people look at me and just, I worried about what people thought their opinions, but none of that ever matters, you know, uh, because at the end of the day, you're just putting, you're not going to see those people ever again. Probably no one's going to approach you on the street and be like, I saw you um, shooting the other day and this like that never happens. So um, one of the struggles was just getting comfortable behind the camera. Um, I actually met one of my good friends who, you know, I'm, I'm very good friends with today. Um, his name is Julius. He's from Jersey mm-hmm. and he's, uh, he's been my photographer ever since um, I met him. Uh, I saw his work over Instagram and I was just like very intrigued. And, um, ever since then I've worked with him, became very great friends and it's, it doesn't feel like a work relationship, but more like a friendship, which is more healthy. And, uh, he's the one who helped mold me into what my photos look like today. Um, the kind of model model I am. So, um, all of it comes with time. Uh, you definitely have to be patient and just let everything manifest. Yeah, dude, I think that's that's really cool that that you use you know social media as well, and and it's clear obviously that you use use it a lot to put your work out there and just connecting with with the different people that you come across. And yeah, I think you were spot on too of saying just getting over that 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 fear of 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 what other people are are thinking and like as if it actually mattered. And like you said, no one's ever gonna come up to you and like, hey, what do you? doing over here they're actually going, probably going to try to stay out of your way most of the time that's what i've noticed yeah like we'll be out there making videos because i'm over here in in the metro detroit area uh commerce township and it's like when we ever go down to the city to detroit to film or to shoot people will just you know they'll stop they'll they'll <laughs> walk a different route just <laughs> just so that like they don't get in front of uh what we're doing so maybe the Maybe that's the mindset mentality here is different opposed to being in New York where everyone's all over the place, whereas there's not that many people uh, currently down in the city and like they tend to like just get out of your way. But yeah, that's that's interesting that you notice that as well. So as far as like your your visual arts and, and working with your friend that's a photographer, how 
how have you been able to like establish a relationship like that? Was it something where you guys were just you know trading work for each other, or was it something that like as a freelance model, um, as a freelance model, you were paying X amount to have him take photos of you and then like building it off from there? Yeah, so um, I still I think I, I'm a huge believer in putting um, putting money in your friends' pockets, mm-hmm. and that's what our relationship consisted of was when I first met him, we just had so many beliefs that we agreed on and not many people that look at things the way that we do, you know, in our perspective. So once we saw that we connected on these things, it was kind of like, yo, like where have you been like this whole time? Yeah. um, I still, to this day, I pay him for my shoots because it's just like, you know, it's, it's not like, it's a big deal. It's I'm helping him, you know, with his craft. I would never, we, once you start creating art, you always have to know your worth. Mm-hmm. And that's something that Julius has always been about is just like, no matter what he, you know, one time I asked him, I was like, do you have like a side job? You know, this is when we first started talking. And then I was like, Oh, do you have a side job that you work? And he's like, no, this is what I do full time. And I just thought that was amazing. Cause if I could drop my full time job to do what I want to do and commit to it fully, I would love to do that. And, um, once I saw that, you know, our relationship was, you know, manifesting, um, I knew that the future is definitely going to look good for us. Incredible. So you talked about Julia saying like he, and you also mentioned that as well, knowing, knowing your worth, how, you know, that can be, uh, I guess maybe an awkward thing at first, even think about like you're charging this to do such and such thing, but how did you come up with, you know, even early on, like what you were going to be worth and, and, and standing proud and confident and, and what that price is? Yeah. So in New York city, we say, um, nothing's ever free. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> with Julius, it's kind of like, you know, I think it's kind of weird to ask for a free shoot because mm-hmm. he's definitely taking hundreds of photos. And then on top of that, he's going home to take more time out of his day to edit those photos. So, when it comes to what you're worth, it's kind of like, how much time are you putting into what you're doing? You know, so I think it's. Uh, when it comes to that time wise uh, and quality as well also matters. Um, I think you kind of set your own price to say, this is how much I'm worth. This is how much I'm going to charge an hour. And um, you, you basically go from there. Um, I think it's self um, um, self set on how mm-hmm. much you want to charge. No, I love that because that, because there's an entrepreneur, you know, jumping off into a venture and, and getting away from like the whole idea of the, the, the hourly, you know, schedule and, and not necessarily doing about the hour, but like what this is worth, like you were saying, and and how much time and effort you're putting into it, as well as the quality, is something that is that I've always found so cool about how people are able to, you know, again turn their passions into you know their full time work, which which I think is incredible and a testament to you know people just believing in themselves and. And I and it, and it's not like I'm hearing that from you. Just teaming up with other people who are, you know, also you know on the same path, and like just being able to get around them, you know, learn new things, and just build incredible works together. So that's really cool. 
And I guess that jumps right in for the next thing for me is like you said, you wanted to talk about being a genuine soul. And just from listening to you, I can tell that you are. And so let's just start with what does being a genuine soul, you know, you know, mean for you? Being genuine to me means, you know, doing something without expecting something in return. Hmm. So if I do something, if I, you know, if you need a favor or, if you ask for help regarding anything, if I do it, I'm not expecting anything back. Because once you have that mindset of like, maybe if I do this, he'll do something for me, then that's automatically you're wrong. Like that's the wrong like start to any type of situation. So um, just being genuine, just like sometimes if you see someone like as something as simple as, you know, drop something on the floor, like their wallet and like giving it back to them, something like that is kind of like, if someone drops their wallet, I'm not doing it because I'm going to think that they might give me money back in return. It's just because I, if I was in that situation, like, I would feel horrible, you know? Right. And, um, I don't want that to happen to me, you know? So, a lot of times when you see those stories on the news where it's like, person returns a $10,000 check, it's because they're doing it not to expect something back in return, but mostly because if that was to happen to me, I'd be pissed, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that that is cool. And and with being a genuine soul, especially in the line of work that you're in, like I think that's everything, right? Just from the relationships you're building and and and, and, and beginning to have that that good rapport with uh not only with yourself but with the the people who are working with you and I I feel it's always great to be, you know, genuine so that you know, all things are like you're on the same page and it's like transparent about like what's going on here. I feel it's always been really, you know, working for me as well. But uh, as as a visual artist and like as a musical artist and even the, you know, modeling, what what and where do you turn to for like inspiration? Like what are you seeing out there like right now? And you're like, oh, dude, that, that's really sweet. Or you're even like, well... No one is really doing X, so let's come up with something like crazy and and just run with it, see how it goes. A lot of times, I do go on my explore page, and I will see. Depending on what you like on Instagram, it does like have a metric system um, on how to show you what basically what you like to see. So a lot of things on my explore page um, are fashion based. And a lot of the times I do see a lot of outfits. Sometimes a visual will come up here and there. It's not too often. But I do have a collections on my Instagram uh, page um, where I can save certain visuals or outfits. I have two folders. I have an outfits um, an outfits folder and a visual folder. And more, more of the times um, I save a lot of videos from instagram that you know of other other artists that do visual um, videos and i look at i do dissect these videos and i just look at them and say wow like this is amazing uh it takes a lot to impress me when it comes to visual art so when i see something that's amazing i save it and then i take that for inspiration and kind of try to break it off and um go in a different direction with it but um at least that video gave me inspiration to branch off into something new that's sweet you're actually the first person i've talked with that utilizes the uh the, the collection feature so that's awesome <laughs> i'm about to i'm about to start using that as well so you were saying 
And that's how you find like your new your new ideas and you kind of twist them and make them work for you. Uh, what well, like what are those tools that you're using as far as you know you know uh, videography for the visuals and like even the the tools that you found that work best for you for the post production process? I was actually using so in the beginning. I was using iMovie, mm-hmm. uh, and then um, iMovie helps a lot, but you're very limited in um, creativity and um, where you can go with it. I think it's good for like YouTube vloggers. It's definitely good for that kind of um, video editing. Uh, but a lot of the times, I honestly was using my iPhone, and um, it wasn't until recently like I got an actual camera, and my quality actually went up. Um, you know, the quality on the iPhone is very good, but, um, with the actual camera, you have a lot of, um, room to work with how, like what, you know, features you can use on the camera compared to an iPhone where it's just like a set, like, um, it's a set look Mm -hmm. compared to an actual camera where you can control many things on it. And then also once I, I another thing that up my quality was I got Final Cut Pro on my Mac. So upgrading from you, Final Cut is like you can do a lot with Final Cut. So once you mix an actual camera with Final Cut, the the amount of possibilities that and ideas that you can come with up with are countless. Yeah, that's incredible. Now talk about how you've been able to deal with uh you know perfection especially with this being such such a a a critical piece of your work is making sure that you feel it's good but also i guess having it perceived well by others how do you navigate you know when you're working on a project and you're like "Ah, nope don't like it scratching let's keep on working on it or to the point where you're just like okay we got this done this is what we wanted to do let's put it out, make the best of it. How do you navigate that part? So when I first start off these videos, um, you know, I load all the clips into the, the software. Um, the music is definitely important. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you as the background. So I think once you have the music, cause sometimes it, de- it can always depend on your fit. You know, you can have a very grungy look and you don't want to have like a soft song playing in the background. So, um, music definitely does matter. Once I have the music, it kind of, everything kind of flows from there where, um, depending on how you cut pieces, um, sometimes I'll know right off the bat if it looks good uh, and I'll know other times when it doesn't. So it, it, it's a kind of, it kind of clicks with you. And if it doesn't, it, a lot of the times it, it always helps to have a friend to say like, Hey, does this look good? What do you think about this? But a lot of the times I do find that when I look, when I, cut my pieces together on my clips that I say this looks dope and then I keep it and then everything flows from there I always work piece by piece okay now have you had an experience so far where you know you're like nah I don't like any of this and just scrap the entire project or that doesn't really happen for you yeah there was one what I did this one look and it was like I did a half job on it okay I, I edited it but I was like, I don't want this piece out. <laughs> and it was just like, it clicked right away. Like, I was like, no, do not release this. So I kind of like, I like trying to release content every week. Because um, the videos, they take about like maybe two, three hours to edit, depending mm-hmm. on what you want to do with like the videos. If you want 
like if you want like a lot of um cuts and effects on your videos then it does take time for those pieces to render out so everything does take time when it comes to editing these but yes there was a time where it was just like no do not release this <laughs> yeah the, the dreadful rendering process yeah uh, <laughs> now how long are the the visuals you're typically making how long are the videos like like once you're once you're completed with the the editing process of it i like to aim for 40 to 50 seconds mm -hmm. more so um i don't want it at the same time i was thinking like sometimes shorter is better um because you always want to have something you want an attention grabber right and if you don't have that you know it's kind of like the video will drag out so you have to have that attention grabber in the beginning to be like oh what's going on here you know and um but I do typically try to aim for 40, 50 seconds and try to keep the audience attention the whole time. No, that's perfect. Now, what were you saying? Uh, what type of camera do you actually use now? I use a Sony A6000. That's your baby right there, huh? That that was <laughs> one I was eyeing for a while. And then um, my friend Kevin actually recommended it to me because I told him, I was like, hey, I'm looking to get a camera. And he's a um, videographer as well. He has a lot of he is one I he has worked too that I've looked at and I'm just like wow like how do you do this so like he's definitely helped me out when it comes to my visuals and just advice that he's given to me and um I had DM'd him one time and then I said hey um looking for a camera which one do you recommend and he asked me for my price range I told him and then he said this one and he sent me a video because um I th he goes to um school and they have a you know whole bunch of cameras for him to use. And this was one of the cameras that he used. And he said, this one, like, you're going to like. So I did some research, looked into it, bought it, and it, it definitely lived up to my expectations. Nice. That's, man, that's incredible that you're utilizing, like, the you know, the DM feature for, for Insta. Because I was, I was in a meeting yesterday, and, and I was just sharing, like, how I reach out to a lot of the guests that come on the show. And... People were like, "Wait, you actually use Insta to reach people?" And I'm like, "Yeah, because it's 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 right there. They have it with them, as opposed to you know having to email someone that can get lost in there, or like reaching out to somebody on Facebook for Facebook Messenger. And like that that whole system is like all chaotic and just all over the yeah. place. And like Insta is just it's it's there. You know, they'll they'll get it, they'll see it, and and and, and go from there. So yeah, that's cool. But um, also for transitioning things here a little bit let's talk about your your music and like how'd you get into that uh uh in addition to modeling and, and what type of music do you make um so i honestly i was i'm more into music than i am to the modeling mm -hmm. um, that was more of my passion but i definitely when it comes to music you want to make sure that you know i've seen a lot of artists that just release stuff and it's not good. So I wanted to make sure that I avoid that and just, you know, um, take my time with it and make sure that I'm releasing good content that everyone can enjoy. And um, the first, I actually released music, but um, it was more of, I was going through like a heartbreak phase and I was trying to get this girl back and yada, yada, yada. And I released music then, but now I actually have a team um, of producers who um, 
basically make fire beats and then i just put my half into it and then like now we're getting ready to release a couple of tracks like we're in the studio almost every day and just like trying to create 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 because every day that goes by is a wasted one if you're not creating something so in addition to modeling i would say modeling is definitely something that i love to do but music is something that i would i'm definitely more passionate about and are you rapping, singing? I am kind of both. I, both I try to right. mix the both. Yeah, um, you'll definitely see. It, it's more of R and B. No, that's cool. I think it's 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 just fascinating how that the creative process works for for an artist for you know coming up with material. Like, how do you how do you go about that? Like you said earlier on, you were you know your music was heavily influenced by a breakup and, and wanting to get a girl back. But like now what, what are you drawing, drawing from as your source of, of creating content? When it comes to sound wise, cause sound definitely is important to me. Cause I know the kind of sound that I'm trying to put out. Mm-hmm. I do send my producers, um, reference tracks and I say, Hey, just like study these sounds. Definitely want to go for that sound, you know? Um, so I, I look for inspiration when it comes there and I tell them to look at these tracks, but, um, when it comes to the sound, once you have the sound down, um, the words and the melodies automatically come to you and you already know how it sounds. Just like how with, you know, my visual videos, I know automatically it clicks in my mind when the clips, when it matches and it looks good on the screen. I know right away that's that's the one. So it, it's the same thing when it comes to music, where when you have that sound, um, the melodies and everything else comes to you the same way. Mm, and night and day between, obviously between your your first track you ever put out into where you are now. So yeah, I mean it's it's a huge difference. But, <laughs> uh, I I did do some self producing, but um, I kind of like it, it wasn't the best quality. Um, I'll say that, um, I can say that (laughs) when these new tracks get released, all of that, um, heartbreak stuff is going to go out the window. I'm going to archive it. And then, uh, the new (laughs) Brandon Apollo 2.0 is, uh, going to emerge and, um, show what he's really about. No, dude, I love that. And, and, and just hearing that, that whole creative thing is just, to me, it's very fascinating just how how people, you know, take in everything that's around them. And then like, like you were saying, you're getting your source of inspiration and saying like, yo, I want it to be, you know, this sound. And like, you're saying the, the words and the melodies are just, are just coming to you. So that's cool how you're able to just take all of that and, and, and make, you know, a complete song from that. And then again, with your visuals and just tying in all of those, those experience points. Now, the other question I wanted to ask as well, too, is was were these things that you went to school for, like for music or that just happened because you just had a passion for it? No, I mean, it's a, it was more of I didn't go to school for it, but, mm-hmm. I, you know, I went to a year of community college. Um, I actually lived out in the Poconos for a little. I was born in New York City. I was born in Queens. Parents moved out to the Poconos when I was like 16. Mm-hmm. Um, went to community for a year, moved back. And, um, I felt that college was a waste. Um, 
more of not because college isn't a waste depending on what you want to do but right. what i wanted to do it was more of a waste uh, of money because visual artistry you can definitely learn on your own final mm-hmm. cut pro is definitely a complex system but once you get used to the different tools and everything else that comes with it you you can do so much with it i've learned a lot on youtube just watching videos it just takes time out of your day to say how can i do this and that and i think a lot of people don't like doing that where it's just like i don't want to sit down and watch this 10 minute video you know but in the end it does come worth it you walk away with knowledge and knowledge is power so um that's all it comes down to is just like I, I I never when it came to music or anything like that no no kind of schooling everything is self taught. Yeah, no, and like that's kind of like the 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 greatest thing about you know being in the time that we're in now. Like we have YouTube there, and and someone has surely made a video about exactly what it is you're you're thinking about putting together or doing. Like even for me, I use uh, the Adobe Suite, so you know Photoshop, Premiere. After Effects and like YouTube has been so so clutch for me being able to learn how to how to you know make our videos or even to like for some of the videos or like the, for the podcast that I have coming out is since they weren't uh, since they weren't video I had to figure out like how I could take like our pictures and and like take like the sound wave and place mm-hmm. that on the picture. Like just so, like when we're talking, like you can see that moving up and down. Because I thought that was just like a cool feature. Yeah. Uh, whenever there's not that face to face thing there, so just again, that yeah, just sitting down on YouTube, someone had it on there, and then just copying exactly what they were doing, and then doing it again. So yeah, it's it is weird. It's it is interesting, like how people don't want to be able to do that. But again, it's probably because of our gotta have it. Like right now you know, mindset and don't want to take the patience to like actually, you know, work on something new or maybe they just have other external or internal fears or something that's blocking them from being able to actually sit down and and take the time because it's, I guess it can be kind of hard to, of, of starting over, even starting something new and, and not really having a foothold and maybe they're imagining it's going to take a while and they'd rather not even do it. Exactly. And I think that people would rather pay someone rather than doing it themselves. It's kind of like a lot of the time you can kind of relate it to, um, you know, like plumbing work or something like that. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure you could go on YouTube and just like look up how to fix a leak or something like that. But people would definitely call a plumber and just be like, fix this for me. So I think it's the same thing when it comes to any like type of art where it's just like, oh, this how do I do this and that? Like I, in my mind, like I know what it looks like, but I don't know how to do it, but I won't go on YouTube to look it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think there's also something to be said, like even if you do get to a point where you're like, well, I don't necessarily have to fix this anymore because I do have the means or whatever. But like, even for me personally, I, I enjoy learning how to do these things because that makes me feel, you know, more knowledgeable that when I am you know, telling someone exactly how I want something, like I understand what I'm talking about and not just mm-hmm. letting that person, uh, which I'm sure they'll have a great idea, but like maybe we're not on the same page about something. So being able to have that 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 knowledge and skill set, even if it's just a basic or general one for me has been very helpful in, 
and like setting up our shoots and, and just figuring out like um like how do we want this you know finished product to look like so um is that true for you as well yeah so i i for me more of you know like you like we said like knowledge is power mm-hmm. so a lot of the time if i can do a lot of these things on my own rather than paying someone then i i'd rather do it myself because, okay and if it can come out the same quality where it's like or even better quality you know why if i want to shoot like a music video for someone um or, or for myself i should say you know, uh, music videos are expensive. I've inquired about them. Um, but I said, you know what? I can definitely pull this off. Like, I can definitely give it that cinematic look that it needs. I'm going on YouTube, looked it up. And um, you end up saving yourself money because of knowledge. Yeah, you definitely have that do-it-yourself mentality, which is freaking cool because we're, you know, you got to bootstrap it. And, I mean, I actually enjoy doing that stuff, too. So, it's, it's not a thing for me either. And, and so like, so that was your being a genuine soul, you know, we talked about your music. Now let's talk about one of my all time favorite things to discuss is like happiness. And, and like, for me, when I saw that you had happiness down there, it was like, yeah, so doing things that you love, you know, waking up excited, um, to do what you do, what you love to do. Um, is that where you were going with it? I was going, you can say it was kind of like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, you know, what is happiness? And I think a lot of people have it kind of uh, the message confused um, about what happiness is. And I think that happiness for me, at least, is um, being grateful. You know, some people, I, I wait every day that I wake up, I'm grateful because sometimes you could wake up not knowing it's your last day. Um, sometimes you don't wake up. So when I wake up, I'm very grateful for that, that I can see another day and um put forth create you know another some work into the universe and um being happy is just you know not worrying about the past or the future because it's about living in the moment mm. more um sometimes what's happened in the past does help mold who you are today and if you're if you stay worrying about the past that's going to definitely affect your um your base it's going to affect the way that you do things and if you're worried about things in the future it's it's nothing has happened yet for you to worry to worry about it you know you're worrying about something that hasn't happened yet so i think it's more of living in the moment not worrying about the past or the future and just um focusing on yourself now do you have a practice or or a ritual because i know i have one that i use every morning but like to, to get me into, you know, being grateful and, you know, obviously being grateful that I woke up today and, and even to, you know, do the show and, and, and those types of things. But like for you, do you have a practice that you're getting up that you like to, you know, follow uh, every day or as far as like, you know, priming yourself to, you know, always remember like the future isn't important right now, not worrying about the past. How do you keep yourself on that, on that, um, that, that mindset and in that moment to just live for like what you're doing right now. So when I, all right, so when I was going through my heartbreak, um, basically I was in a very uh, bad state and a friend had recommended a book to me and um, it's called you are here 
And a lot of what that focuses on is just um, meditation. And um, the the thing that it preaches is not worrying about the past and not worrying about the future and just living in the moment here, being for caring about yourself um, and just going through the motions of that. This is all molding you into someone better. Uh, it's creating strength. And um, I think a lot of when I read the book, it was kind of like it had a huge effect on the way that I thought. Because before it was kind of like I was thinking about this girl and I was just worried about what did I do wrong, this and that. And it's kind of like none of that matters. It happened and it's time for you to just show people who you are and just um, work every day towards what you love. And um, eventually it will manifest and just just let everything happen on its own. You know, it's crazy that you say that because even... Not too long ago for me, like I was dealing with, uh, you know, with the girl and I was like, man, I, I wanted it to work out. But then in that moment, like when it didn't, I I was like, okay, you know, what I talk about for my stuff for fulfilling life's yearnings is, is it's, it's more about taking the action. So I took an action for everything that I knew I could control. And then like, whatever that result was going to be, the result was us not being together, which was, which was fine to me because I felt like I would rather had taken the action to, to at least attempt to make this a thing. And if it didn't work out, then, then so be it. Now I don't have that thought in my mind of mm -hmm. any sort of like regret or whatever, or like saying, Oh, you know, you know what they always say, like the, people always regret the thing that they, they don't do. So like, whatever, just do it. If it works out cool, if it doesn't work out cool. Only thing that actually happened from here was me, you know, putting my best self forward, like you were saying. And then like, once that, once that time passed, it was just really me doing what you're doing, putting so much energy and effort and, and passion behind, you know, my works. And I, I'm hearing that's what you're doing as well. And what I wanted to ask, uh, to follow up with that, it's kind of like what what would be like the Brandon Apollo, you know, guide to success for for someone that's listening in that's like, wow, I actually want to get into, you know, freelance modeling or even music. Like where do you start? Like what are some like couple tips that you can give for to get people off on the right track? Well, I think that when it comes to something that you love to do, mm -hmm. it's something that you're afraid to start off doing, I think is definitely that first step, that first leap. You should definitely take it because it's kind of like, you know, I work a, I have a regular full-time job, but on the side, I do, I still put in work for what I love to do, my passion, because it's what I love to do. So I think that if it's something that makes you happy and you genuinely like doing, you know, I don't necessarily hate my full-time job, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that, but if, if you're someone that hates their, their full-time job and you want to get into your passion, it's kind of like, make sure that you always have a plan B and, um, working, working every single day towards, um, your goal, uh, where you want to be. There should always be short-term and long-term goals for yourself. And, um, a lot of the times I found that 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 definitely helps to set that, you know, that parameter where it's like by this time I need to have this work put out and stuff like that. 
So I think it's, you know, every day that you don't work towards your goal is a wasted day, in my opinion. And I think that um, that's, that's if that's something that you want to do and take that first lead, definitely take it because it, it'll all be worth it in the end. Right. Definitely. Like you were saying, just having those those smart goals set up for yourself. Smart. What is it? Smart, measurable, attainable, realistic time. So mm-hmm. having, like you said, those small parameters that you're reaching out to because for me it was it was so key about what you were just saying there because early on I didn't have like the the time part down or even like the the small like I had the huge goals of course but like then I wasn't breaking them down you know far enough which caused for me to be overwhelmed and then like unable to take action but like once I started really you know taking these huge goals that I wanted to accomplish and then actually breaking them down into like the, the small steps that they are, it made it far more uh, attainable and for me to actually track and to get done. Like for me, everything I look at is like an experiment, right? So you got to come up with your, your, your end goal, which is what you, you know, theorize that you can get. And then it's like you just set it up like an experiment and, mm-hmm. and, and keep track of, you know, okay, what sort of progress that I make towards that today? So, yeah, so thanks for sharing that. I think that's just, that's key. You know, Brandon, Brandon Apollo's guide to success there. But um, it was, it's been awesome talking with you. Um, what, what are some of the ways that, you know, we can follow up with, you know, what you have going on and, and just to see like some of these works you're putting out? Well, definitely you can check out my Instagram. It's uh, Brandon.Apollo. Um, you'll see a lot of my work on there. Um, I'm actually doing a shoot today. Um, so a lot of new work will be posted quite soon. Um, and music-wise, uh, everything will be posted on my Instagram. Uh, everything is linked um, so that you can basically look at my visual art and also be able to check out my musical art as well. Dude, incredible. Again, everyone, I'm Blake Sule. Been talking with Brandon Apollo. And Brandon, the, the final question I like to ask everyone that comes on is what is your definition of fulfilling life's yearnings? Fulfilling life's yearnings would mean to me uh, making sure that your soul is pure and whole and making sure that everything that you're doing kind of inspires everyone around you. Um, Making sure that you're happy, like we spoke about, and um, taking those goals towards being happy. And um, basically just making sure that you're fulfilling these goals that you, if you thought about it, then you can definitely do them. Um, So I think that's, to me, that's what fulfilling life's yearnings means. No, I love that definition. And, I lied. One more question that I have to follow up with with that answer you gave is <laughs> is that it sounds like a lot that that's what you're wanting uh, people to take away from what you're doing, right? Is just to be inspired and and to see someone else putting the, their their best self forward uh, into what they're passionate about, and then hopefully that person can take it upon themselves to go out there and and shine the light on on someone else. Yeah, so a lot of the times I find that my friends actually, when I see them put out their own kind of works, it inspires me to be like, wow, I got to do something. <laughs> so I think 
when it comes to if if my friends and I'm if my friends are inspiring me and I'm inspiring them as well because they have you know I've gotten messages where they're just like I've seen like you're making moves out here and I'm just like really but, uh, <laughs> um they you know they inspire me and they tell me about my work and I think that if my friends are telling me that then I'm sure there's someone on the side that I don't even know about is just like wow I want to like this is really cool I should definitely get started into something like this and regardless of if that's coming in does are you still able to to move forward or this is like all internal for you right so you don't necessarily need need it but it's cool to hear what other people are taking away from your works yeah i mean it's not necessarily i'm not i'm not um asking for recognition right uh, more so um i like to i like things to happen naturally and um whenever it's forced it's not right um it's unnatural and um it's more of if people look at it because the next person spoke about it, then I would prefer it that way. Phenomenal. So again, everyone, I'm Blake Soleil. Didn't have the last question to be fulfilling last year on this today because I was inspired to ask another one <laughs> after what he said, after what Brandon was saying. So again, man, Brandon, thanks so much for, for coming on, taking some time out this morning. Uh, you know, this is the the favorite part of my work is just, being able to, you know, hear other people's stories. I'm, I'm always so fascinated about why people do what they do and, and, and what it is that they actually do. So, my brother, Matt, I'm wishing you uh, much much happiness, like you were saying, and, and just being able to, you know, live every day in your passion because it's, it's incredible what you're doing. And I'm just looking forward to seeing, you know, more more of the work that you're going to be putting out. Thank you so much for having me. It was a real honor and pleasure, and uh, we'll definitely keep in contact still. Absolutely. All right, everyone, this is Fulfilling Life's Yearnings. You guys know what to do. Go out there and be fly. Love you guys. Fly, fly, fly.